and news. The call to post means it's time for Off to the Races on the Racing Biz Radio Network. We're talking thoroughbred racing and breeding from Virginia, around the Mid-Atlantic, and across the country. Off to the Races is powered by the Racing Biz, the independent voice for Mid-Atlantic racing and breeding. Find them at www.theracingbiz.com. Now here's your host with Off to the Races on the Racing Biz Radio Network. Hey, good morning, everybody. A happy Saturday to you, Saturday, the 21st of March. Thanks for spending a little bit of it here with us on Off to the Races. My name is Frank Vespi. We're going to be talking thoroughbred racing and breeding in Virginia, across the Mid-Atlantic, and kind of everywhere else. But, you know, just as we're kind of getting into our stride here, our fifth show of this, our 21st year, and the world has gone completely haywire. Um we don't know. We're not yet certain if we're coming back next week or going to take a little break. So you're going to have to sort of watch the space. Check out the racingbiz.com to see what the plan is on that. We're sort of assessing the, the horse racing world is trying to figure out its place in the world as the world stands right now. So I guess watch this space. But in the meantime, you know, stay safe, practice social distancing. Don't be a moron. That's kind of the best advice that we can offer you at this point. Meanwhile, we do have a great show lined up for today, whether this is our, our last one for a couple of weeks or, or uh, one in the string, but we do have a great show lined up. Looking forward to it. Today's show, as always, powered by The Racing Biz. Check us out online, www.theracingbiz.com. You can also get our free mobile app for your Apple or Android device. You can also... Uh, find us on social media or uh, Facebook, Instagram, Flickr, Twitter, all that jazz. You can find us at The Racing Biz. Always happy to hear from folks at The Racing Biz on social media. Today's show, as all of our shows are, is presented by the Virginia Thoroughbred Association, the Virginia Equine Alliance. They are helping to make Virginia racing history. Check out virginiahorseracing.com to learn more about our friends at the VTA and the VEA. That's virginiahorseracing.com. First things first, before we dive into all the news that we want to talk about, a couple things to talk about. First, cancellations. No racing at Parks Racing today and for the foreseeable future. No racing at Penn National today and for the foreseeable future. No racing at Laurel Park today and and for the until the coronavirus emergency is lifted. However, there is racing scheduled tonight at Charlestown. That's the only track in the Mid-Atlantic that is going forward without fans and with some other restrictions in place. So racing at Charlestown scheduled to go forward tonight, 7 p.m. First post. And by the way, really good card there next thing housekeeping wise we've been keeping up with the kentucky derby points leaderboard and so forth all but that's all in a tizzy now the derby's been postponed until september 5th that means not the first saturday in may as it traditionally is but the first saturday in september if you have specific questions for churchill downs like hey i bought tickets now what go to kentuckyderby.com and they have some answers there as for the road to the kentucky derby churchill has said it will add additional races to the series no word yet on what the races might be 
As for the second and third legs of the Triple Crown, the Preakness and the Belmont Stakes, it appears that Churchill made its decision about moving the, the Derby with let's say, less than complete coordination with its friends at the Maryland Jockey Club in Naira, who are the owners of the Preakness and Belmont, respectively. Neither one has announced yet when it will take place. One key factor is going to be the importance of TV partner NBC. NBC pays real money to broadcast these events and likely to have major sway over the final spotting of what are traditionally the second and third legs of the Triple Crown. Would have been really, really nice if Churchill, the MJC, and and Naira could have come out together, announced together, this is what we're doing. We're acting in concert to move the Triple Crown to these dates, and this is how it's going to work. But this is horse racing, and Churchill went first, and that's all you need to know. Turning to actual races, finally, there was a 50-point race on the Derby Trail weekend. That was the Rebel Stakes at Oaklawn Park, and that went to Nadal. Silver Prospector rides the rail in third. Nadal has a final three sixteenths, and this is the acid test, and he leads by a length and a half. Three technique to the outside. Here comes Coach Baugh, a massive long shot running a big race between horses goes Accession, who's come from the back of the pack. And look at this. It is Accession and Nadal. Nadal, Accession, Nadal aces the rebel. Under jockey Joe Al Rosario, Nadal went right to the lead, dueled through fast fractions, seemed about to get swallowed up at the head of the lane, but he rebroke to create some separation and held safe the late charge of, and if you're wondering why Vic Stauffer had a moment there trying to figure out what this horse's name was, Excision, that's because he was 82 to 1. He was the longest shot on the board. So the Exactigo's favorite, longest shot on the board. Nadal, a $700,000 Auction purchase is a two-year-old now, three for three in his brief career. He's owned by George Bolton, Arthur Havo, Barry Lipman, and Mark Matheson. And he's trained by Bob Baffert, of course, who every year seems to, seems to have three or four like this, three or four once-in-a-lifetime horses in the barn. Back in, um, not mine, but somebody's old Kentucky home, it was actually a Maryland bred. It was Field Pass who did the honors and the 20 Derby leaderboard point Jeff Ruby stakes at Turfway Park. Fourth as a rate home stretch and Fancy Liquor is still there. Fancy Liquor shows the way. Here's Invader up to the outside and three wide is Field Pass are inside the final floor. It's Furlong and here comes Field Pass up and after it. Fancy Liquor still fighting on. It's Field Pass to the outside. Invader fighting on field pass and invader field pass from invader field pass gets there by a neck invader was second fancy liquor third and it looked like halo again just in a good battle, Irad Ortiz Jr. and Field Pass just outslug six to five favorite Invader. Field Pass was a $37,000 auction purchase at the Facing Tipton Mid Atlantic Fall Yearling Sale in 2018, bred in Maryland by Mark Brown Greer, and he's owned by Three Diamonds Farm. Field Pass has won both his starts this year. He's three for eight overall with $291,000 in earnings under the tutelage of trainer Mike Maker. So Field Pass takes the Jeff Ruby stakes and Nadal wins the Rebel in preparation for a race that now will not take place for more than five months. 
Got a great show lined up today. Of course, Derby Bill Watts and Nick Hahn going to join us a little bit later, as will trainer Ferris Allen to give us kind of the horseman's perspective on these crazy times. But right after the break, going to take a Virginia minute or two with Daryl Wood and then chat with the Virginia Equine Alliance's Debbie Easter. You're listening to Off to the Races Radio, and we're coming right back. Did you miss a special guest? Were you unable to tune in for your favorite show? Don't worry at all, my friend. Listen to our podcast whenever you want, wherever you want. By downloading the ESPN Richmond app or online at ESPNRichmond.com. At the Original Mattress Factory, we believe that selecting your new mattress is a decision that's too important to rush. You should only purchase a mattress when you're ready and you are assured you got the best value. That's why we offer our lowest and best price to everyone, every day. You don't have to wait for a holiday weekend, haggle with a sales associate, or face the pressure of a today-only sale. You can take your time and make a choice that is right for you, knowing that you'll always get our best price. Visit OriginalMattress.com to learn more. At the Original Mattress Factory, we don't just have a low-pressure sales approach, we have a no-pressure sales approach. At OMF, you'll never feel pressure to buy when you're not ready. You can feel free to shop around, test out our mattresses as many times as you need to, and quiz our team on anything about the mattress industry. We're here to help make your mattress buying experience better, not pressure you into a purchase you're not ready to make. Stop by an OMF store today to experience the no-pressure Original Mattress Factory difference for yourself. Here in the RVA, we love our barbecue. That doesn't mean frozen, processed, or pre-cooked, but real, authentic barbecue. And that's what Buzz and Ned's delivers every day. Buzz cooks with fresh-cut hickory locks that produces meat so moist and tender it melts in your mouth with a sweet, tangy sauce that lingers all day. Don't settle when it comes to Southern barbecue. Make your next stop Buzz and Ned's Real Barbecue. Satisfying food lovers since 1992. Now back to Rick Edelman, founder of Edelman Financial Engines. Thanks, Rick. Aren't estate plans only for the wealthy? Everybody over the age of 18 needs an estate plan. You need an estate plan to make sure that your wishes are followed. The other part of an estate plan is not even dealing with who gets your stuff. The other part of the estate plan is even more important. It's how to protect you while you're alive if you're incapacitated and unable to care for your affairs. On From your here own. forward, Edelman Financial Engines. Call 888-PLAN-RICK to learn more. Lux Chevrolet has been the Chevy truck expert since 1916, and they've got something for everyone. There's economical SUVs like Trax and Equinox, people haulers like Traverse, Tahoe, and Suburban, and pickups like the midsize Colorado to the one-ton Silverado. Let Luck find the right fit for your job or lifestyle. Call them at 804-798-9261. Shop online at LuxChevrolet.com or stop by their convenient lot on U.S. Route 1 in Ashland and buy your next truck from Luck. Lux Chevrolet since 1916. When it comes to local sports talk and the most play-by-play, we're the undisputed champion. 99.5 and 102.7 ESPN. Welcome back, everybody. Off to the races radio here in coronavirus world here on March 21st, 2020. Thanks for taking a little bit of time to join us here on a Saturday morning talking thoroughbred racing and breeding. I'm Frank Vespi. And let us turn our attention to a Virginia minute at this time, bringing Daryl Wood to give us the latest of what's going on. Daryl, what you got for us? 
Morning, Frank. Yeah, I could probably fill 60 seconds with the uh, with the adjustments to the schedules that have taken place here uh, this past week. But uh, you know, normally in, in middle of March here, we're in the in the heart of the point to point steeplechase seasons, and uh, we got two of them in. Uh, the Rappahannock point to point went uh, two weeks ago, and actually Warrington uh, was conducted last Saturday. But the rest of the season, which normally would go through the end of April, has been canceled. Uh, next up would be the Middleburg Spring Races, which was going to celebrate their 100th anniversary this year. That date was moved from April 30th to uh, April 18th, rather, to May 30th. So again, Middleburg Spring Races, now May 30th. And the biggie, the Virginia Gold Cup, which draws 70,000 people for their spring races, got moved from Derby Day, May 2nd, to June 20th. So those are the big spring uh, moves right now that took place this week. And of course, come summertime, the Colonial Downs uh, Thoroughbred season is still on board uh, beginning July 23rd. And then in fall, the Standard Bread season out of Shenandoah Downs set to uh, get going on September 18th. But, uh, you know, the juggling going on in the spring and hopefully uh, come uh, Colonial Downs time uh, in July, we're going to be good to go and, and have this whole thing uh, settled, obviously. Well, you were all hoping for that. And obviously, Daryl, I'm very focused on the Shenandoah Downs meet because you promised me a trip around the track. Yeah, it caught me in a weak moment last week, but uh, we're going to follow through. We're going <laughs> to get you on two wheels. <laughs> uh, that's what we're talking about. Uh, what about the uh, handicapping series of the series of handicapping contests, Daryl? Yeah, we did round number two. Uh, for the folks that don't know, we we're doing 11 different free handicapping contests that started about a month ago and are going all the way through the opening weekend of Colonial Downs pretty much every other week. Um, this was going to be a bye week anyways. Uh, next week was going to be round number three. The OTBs are going to be closed right now through March 30th, uh, and, and who knows beyond that. But um, I encourage folks just to go to colonialdance.com and tune into the radio show in the coming days and weeks, and we'll uh, get you updated. But, um, yeah, I know with the Arkansas Derby that just got switched, and you know, I'm sure we're going to have more movement here in, in coming days. Yeah, it's a, these are crazy times in, in the United States and around the world, that's for sure. But anyway, Daryl Wood, thank you so much for your joining us for the Virginia Minute. Thank you, Frank. We'll talk to you next week. Sounds good. All right, let's let us bring in Debbie Easter now. Debbie, the uh, president of the Virginia Equine Alliance, executive director of the Virginia Thoroughbred Association, has been keeping an eye on the Virginia legislature over the last uh, couple of months here and going to bring us kind of an update on what's going on. And Debbie, welcome to the program. Oh, thank you, Frank. Glad Glad to be here this morning. Kind of yeah. crazy times, so it's nice to be able to talk about horse racing. It's <laughs> something a little stupider than uh, what we're all talking about these days. So I guess the first question I got for you is I actually want to talk about the expansion of uh, the historical horse racing or HHR machines. I understand legislation went through that's going to let Colonial have a site in um, Prince William County. Yes, uh, we're we're very uh, we're very pleased that legislators uh, uh, were trying their best to do what they could to keep from the, the casinos uh, the need for casinos in some uh, localities keep that uh, that need and that desire from folks that think that's a great job builder in, in those localities that um, the legislators recognize that the horse industry might be hurt 
by that competition. So um, I think we came out of the, the session fairly favorable for every uh, casino referendum that's passed in one of the five uh, areas where there can be a casino. Um, if a referendum passed, we'll, uh, we'll get an additional 600 uh, historic horse racing machines, which is going to allow us to not only open and get the Chesapeake site going, um, the, uh, you know, we have Dumfries that, uh, we passed a referendum up there last, last November in Danville. And so, as I said, 600 additional machines for each casino up to a total of 5,000 machines. And if everybody remembers right now, um, we're restricted to 3,000 machines. So I think this is a positive move and keeps the horse industry moving forward here in Virginia. Um, let's uh, talk about the uh, Dumfries one for a minute. When is that expected to actually come online? You know, I, we still the governor has to sign the bill. There's some, there's a tax issue that has to be settled. Um, uh, the you know, I would think that Colonial. I don't think. I think this is also new in the and the legislature legislature just being over with. I don't think anybody has a date, but I would think that Colonial would want to try and get that up and moving as soon as they can. But let's face it, that's going to be a brand new, you know, brand new facility. They have to they have to pass zoning laws and all those sorts of things you have to do in any locality. And so, you know, a year or two is my guess. Mm. Um, because that, that seems that's as far north as uh, horse racing's ever gotten in Virginia, is it not? Yeah, it's really exciting for us. We've never been able to tap into the to that Northern Virginia population market. Plus, uh, you know, most of the people in Northern Virginia have a little bit more affinity to horse racing. That's uh, that's where our the bulk of our uh, thoroughbred breeding and and uh, racing operations have been historically. So, uh, uh, excited to get into that market. So, uh, given um, so now the, this legislation is passed. Now, uh, as I understand it, it actually the legislation doesn't allow casinos per se. They then have to pass referenda in each of the five locations that they're allowed under the bill, right? Bristol, Danville, Richmond, Norfolk, Portsmouth. Um, but they each have to pass a referendum to say yes, we want a casino here. That is correct, and and so. You know, I, I don't think we expect all five of those to pass. And and, and the other uh, intricacy in the in the bill is that I believe, except for Richmond, all of them have to pass a referendum by November of this year if they want to have casinos or or the or the right to have a casino. I think goes away. So uh, it's going to be they have to they have to decide upon their who they're going to have running it and all that before November, and then yet a referendum pass. So it's not a it's not a slam dunk that uh, that every every one of those uh, uh, localities will get a casino. I don't think. Now, uh, what about sports betting? Also, pass. I, I, it, it, I'm getting a little bit of whiplash. You know, Virginia was always a state that was a no, no, no. We're gambling. We don't like gambling. And now, all of a sudden, passing everything, including sports betting this year, exclusion, excluding betting on Virginia uh, colleges and universities. But does the horse racing industry participate in all at all in any fashion in the um, in the sports betting? At this point, uh, um, we do not participate in that. That is going to be run by, the, I believe, by the lottery board, and uh, a lot of it is online wagering. And uh, so, I it'll be interesting to see how that all shakes out. Uh, you know, 
I, I, we're so early after all these bills have passed, and none of us have quite figured out how all this is going to work. But I think we were we were probably fighting for our lives on on trying to make sure that things were equitable with the uh, with the casinos potentially coming. That not that sports betting passed, uh, slipped through the cracks, but it just there was so much time taken. Just you know what we knew what was going to happen with casinos. So, and um, I don't know that everybody understands all the intricacies of sports wagering and how how well it's going to work yet that uh what's been happening at mama just isn't been going long enough to to let us know the, the all the ins and outs about that well and i think one of the other tricks we're talking with debbie easter of the virginia thoroughbred association virginia equine alliance here um one of the other things that's challenging is um uh, you know, it it produces a high volume of wagers, but it doesn't necessarily produce a lot of money <laughs> for the uh, for the bet taker. You know, and you, I think that's one of the things they've seen in in Delaware and Monmouth. You know, they have these huge numbers of you know millions and millions of dollars wagered, but it actually doesn't bring that much money back in. It's a um, it's an attractive proposition for the batter, but it, the takeout's a lot lower than uh, than it is, for example, in horse racing. True, and you have to be fairly sophisticated bookmaker. I mean, when we talk about online uh, sports betting, there really isn't a reason for like track operator to be there because the margin's so small. But I'm, I am hoping that they will put uh, we'll have some bricks and mortar sports wagering because it, it would fit naturally into our. OTBs and the Rosies, I think it would be a nice addition for those folks. And, uh, um, you know, I, I think horse racing and sports wagering goes real well together. Um, well, we certainly hope so. Uh, I want to t- turn to something a little more fun here. Finite, your horse seems to have scared off all the other horses. <laughs> well, we're lucky enough to be running in the fairgrounds oaks today. And, uh, I don't know if scared off all the other horses. You're, you get me nervous here. Uh, that's, that's <laughs> Sorry. Why run these races, but uh, we're awful lucky. She's won five in a row, and uh, as I keep telling all our partners, oh, it's hard to win six races in a row. But uh, <laughs> very excited about our spot, and uh, wish we could be there. But uh, uh, once again, the coronavirus is. Uh, we're doing. Everybody's doing the smart thing and staying at home and watching it on the TV, and uh, uh, just hoping we get lucky later this afternoon. Big card at Fairgrounds today featuring the Fairgrounds Oaks where Finite is three to five morning line favorite. And uh, that race is followed by, excuse me, by the Louisiana Derby, which is the first hundred point race on the road to the Derby. Debbie, I'll, I'll just leave you. The, have you ever seen anything quite like the sort of mayhem throughout the racing industry right now as people try to figure out what, what the future is going to look like? No, and as a matter of fact, I'll tell you a cute story. I talked to Steve Asmussen yesterday, and he was telling I was calling to find out, I think, where we were going and where the horse is going to do. He said, Debbie, you remember that uh, movie, The Exorcist? And I was like, yes, I remember most of the Blair and her head spinning around. And he's like, that's how I feel right now. He goes, I have absolutely no idea where any of our horses are going to go, where we're going to race in the future. It's uh, it's really tough for these people that are uh, that are that have these big stables of horses but uh he's a professional i know it'll work out the best for us <laughs> all right good place to leave it debbie easter thanks so much for spending a little bit of your saturday with us and thanks for getting us up to date on legislation in virginia and most of all good luck with finite later on this afternoon 
Thanks, Frank, and thanks for uh, having us on for the review minute. All right. Sounds good. That was Debbie Easter. We are up against a break here on Off to the Races. Derby Bill Nakan still to come, but right after the break, trainer Ferris Allen going to join us and kind of talk about what it's like to be a trainer in these days of the coronavirus. You're listening to Off to the Races Radio. We'll be right back. Sports, your favorite thing in the world, which means we're your favorite station in the world. Thanks. You're our favorite listener. I guess that makes it official. 99.5 and 1027 ESPN. You're in charge of hiring and Indeed has solutions like online skills tests, which let a candidate show that they're the right hire. Indeed will also give you this sticky frog, which will suddenly leap and stick to the face of the perfect hire. Okay, there's no sticky frog. But skills tests, that's a for sure. See why independent research by Silk Road shows Indeed delivers three times more hires than any other job site. Visit Indeed.com slash promo today and get a free sponsored job upgrade on your first posting. Terms, conditions, and exclusions apply. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. This is Jesse's O'Reilly Auto Parts story. As a nurse, not making it to work was not an option. But driving through the snow with my wiper blades struggling, I just didn't feel safe. So I pulled into O'Reilly Auto Parts, and before I knew it, an employee was offering to install the wiper blades on my car. I got to stay out of the snow for a moment, and I still made it to work on time. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Adaptability fuels innovation. At William & Mary, this mindset has served us well for more than three centuries. No matter the circumstances, we remain committed to our community and our principles. We are open for classes, open to ideas, and open to the future. Visit us at chatadmissions.com to connect with our admissions team and see for yourself how William & Mary's Raymond A. Mason School of Business is driven by innovation and defined by progress. You have to be up in five hours, two hours, six minutes. And when you hear, you realize that you haven't slept a wink. That's why there's ZQuil Pure Z's, a drug-free blend of botanicals with an optimal dose of melatonin, so you can fall asleep naturally with no next-day grogginess. It's available in both liquid and gummies, tastes great, and is non-habit-forming. Pick up ZQuil Pure Z's from the sleep experts at Vic ZQuil. ZQuil Pure Z's, naturally superior sleep, available at retailers near you. I hate Tom's Tulip Shop. It just smells so flowery. Like, we're good at your flower shop. You don't need to remind us. No matter how hard you work for your small business, online reviewers will find something to complain about. I needed a fake plant. They don't sell fake plants. Thanks for nothing, Tom. And while Progressive can't save you from these trolls, we can help you save money on commercial auto and business insurance. Then he says, have a great day. Uh, I'll decide what kind of day to have. Get a quote online today at ProgressiveCommercial.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company, affiliated and third-party insurance. Hey, this is Stugatz. Join me weekdays, 10 to 1, on the Dan Levitard Show, now on 99.5 and 1027 ESPN. Back, everybody, off to the races radio here. We're talking thoroughbred racing and breeding from all over the place, and particularly in the time of coronavirus. Uh, Frank Vespi here, joined now by trainer Ferris Allen, based at Laurel Park, Virginia native from Verina, Virginia. Ferris, welcome to the program. Let me ask you this. What's the atmosphere like on the backstretch right now? Well, Frank, first of all, I want to say I'm a big Rolling Stones fan, so brown sugar's just right for me this morning. Need a little sunshine in my life today. <laughs> We're here for you. 
Congrats. Um, Thanks to Matt Josephs, our producer, who, who spun that, by the way. <laughs> All right. Well, um, things are pretty much um, bowler plate as you would normally see morning training hours at, uh, at Laurel. We have uh, increased protocol. We're not allowing any, uh, any guests or owners in on the track, just essential personnel. And uh, uh, other than that, um, it's kind of business as usual. Uh, we've been paying a lot of attention to our employees, making sure all of them are, are healthy and well. And um, and we're just clicking along, uh, crossing our fingers and waiting for this thing to pass. Are you guys uh, having to take special precautions with your with your employees? I mean, I, you know, obviously we have the social distancing recommendations. Uh, gloves have been recommended. I mean, are you are your employees taking any particular steps beyond? Well, are they taking any particular steps at all? Well, you know, well, first of all, um, um, those of you who've been around the backside kind of kind of understand the, the lifestyle back here. We're not generally in close proximity to each other anyway. Um, it's a very open air situation. So yeah, we're encouraging everybody to wash their hands more often. The track kitchen um, is closed except for carry out um, and uh you know, everyone is uh, very aware of the social distancing. When people come up to address me or speak to me, everybody's very respectful and stands back, if you would. And, uh, and you know, we're kind of a self-contained community, so we've all been around each other um, throughout this period of time anyway. And, and, and there's been minimal um, introduction of, of new people. Uh, into our subset of folks, if you would. So I guess it's about the best you can do. <laughs> it's about all we, all any of us can do right now. Now, you're based at Laurel. Laurel, uh, you know, was told last Sunday it was going to have to close down. Then, then it looked for a time in midweek like it was going to race. In fact, you know, come Friday, everybody was like, okay, they're racing. It's part of the Stronic Five, this and that. And then uh, Friday word comes down no racing you're closed down for the time being what's that what's that been like for you as a trainer i mean that's a kind of an emotional roller coaster there i would think not knowing we're on we're off we're on we're off how's that been for you well you know this thing is a moment by moment changing scenario and 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 nobody from the top down nationally seems to have you know had a a real good handle on on exactly what sort of protocol should be in place and we're adjusting with everybody else and and also you know I should say that uh, horsemen while oftentimes somewhat short-sighted and thinking only about their horses which is kind of indigenous to our breed of people you know we're good citizens too so you know so we we want to do our part to participate in things and and, and make sure that, that this pandemic is minimized as much as possible. So, so I mean, this is something that has to be, you know, voluntary throughout our country. And I'd say horsemen are more than doing their part. 
Dockman's trainer, Ferris Allen here, uh, training in the time of coronavirus. And Ferris, what about you personally? Are you going to, uh, I mean, the, the, you, you could ship horses out, I think, to Charlestown, but you can't bring them back. Are you just going to sort of train through this and hope this ends soon enough? Or will you try to enter any anywhere? Well, it's we run about between 80 and 90% of our starters right here in Maryland anyway. Mm-hmm. So there, there are only a few opportunities that we'll be passing up if we decide to, to simply stay at home. And all of these other tracks are, uh, are day-to-day as well. I know Charlestown ran last night, but um, I had a, a horse that was scheduled to be entered there for possibly for Wednesday, and I decided against it for a, a variety of reasons. And uh, then I looked, there's no overnight out at Charlestown for Wednesday, and I haven't heard any word about whether they run Wednesday or not. And it's sort of like the world we're living in now. You just don't know. <laughs> no, nobody knows anything. That's the uh, that's the amazing thing. But one of the things I want to talk about is uh, it's going to be hard, um, I would think, for a lot of particularly smaller trainers to keep payroll going and you know to keep to keep being able to pay their grooms or hot walkers or exercise riders whoever and really in the end to come out the other side of this isn't it well there's a big distinction between whether this is a problem for a week or whether it's a problem for months Um, in the racing game we're always used to being able to weather a storm of our horses not getting in a race or a horse getting a minor injury or a cough or a cold or something that delays our participation in a race. So that's kind of built into our system for a week or two. But if, if we're out of action for a month or two, uh, it creates all kinds of additional problems. And the way it's looking now, it looks like we're maybe going to be, you know, maybe going to be out three weeks minimum, maybe three months maximum. I mean, who knows? Um, <laughs> I talked to uh, I talked to uh, Woodbury Payne this morning, who is a steeplechase steward in New York, and you know, they don't know whether they're going to have Saratoga this year. That's August. <laughs> you know, it's a uh, it's all a big uh, it, it, it's all a big uh, cluster. I guess is the best way to say it. <laughs> Um, so it sounds to me like you're kind of saying all you guys, what you guys are going to focus on is basically I'm going to train my horses. I'm going to keep my head down, keep moving forward and sort of see how this all shakes out. Not, not going to well, sweat too well, much. These other. Well, yes. Things. I mean, we're used to making daily adjustments anyway. And for instance, we had about six horses that were scheduled to have speed work today. Um, I postponed all of that because there's no need to put them at, uh, you know, at increased risk with speed work when they're not going to get entered in the next few days. So we're trying to, you know, put things on a holding pattern. So whenever things do open back up, you know, we're sitting on go with what we've got here. And we've got some other horses that are in that are, for instance, getting ready for turf season. And, uh, you know, and those horses were plowing forward so that we have, you know, turf season we expect to open in the, in the middle of April. And so we're hoping to have those horses, you know, ready to race when that happens if we're open back up. 
Now, you, you raised an interesting point here, which I, I, I think the, the sort of larger point is, you know, as you said, you might be out a couple of weeks, you might be out three months. If if it ends up being three months, then you got a barn full of horses. I mean, what do you start, how do you handle horses if you start to look and say, okay, we're not going to race for a while here. I got all these dead fed horses and I got no, nothing to do with them. How do you start to handle those? Do you ship some of them off to the farm or do you just try to bring them down a little bit? How are you going to do that? Well, uh, Frank, there's an old rule of thumb for, for every day off you give a horse, it takes a day to get them back. So, so in the situation that we're, that we're in now, if someone were to decide to take a horse to a farm for, say, four weeks, you take them to the farm for four weeks, and then you bring them back in, you're three or four or five weeks away from being ready to run. So in an uncertain situation like this, my advice you know, to my owners is going to be, let's just sit tight for a bit and see where this goes. Uh, the horses that are getting ready to run, we need to move forward. Those those that, that should have run this weekend or should be running next weekend, um, if if they are able to run two or three weeks past that, once again, it's no big deal to the overall production. If they have to wait two or three months, well, then that's a different story. Mm-hmm. So. Um, so would you, I, I guess you, you just sort of, these horses that were just about to go, you kind of take it easy on a little bit while you're waiting to see what shakes out. Well, you do, and that's just what I was speaking to earlier. Some of the speed work that we had planned for this weekend uh, for today were horses that were going to run next Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Um, I made a, uh, a judgment that we're not likely to be running those days, so I postponed those those. Uh, those works. If they make an announcement tomorrow that we're running Friday, then I made a mistake. But I don't think we're going to hear that announcement. I, you know, I don't. I, I doubt very seriously that we run next weekend. That, that would be a pretty big surprise. All right, Ferris Allen, we're going to let you go. Thanks so much for spending a little bit of Saturday morning with us, and good luck with your your barn as you try to navigate some some thickets nobody's uh, tried to navigate before. Well, that's great, and I want to give a, a big shout-out to Debbie Easter, who's got a, a big deal going at fairgrounds today, and uh, and I hope that Finite uh, gets the job done for her down there today. She does great things for Virginia Racing. We just had Debbie on, in fact. Finite's 3-5, to five and she's pretty excited about it. So, All right, that sounds good. Ferris Allen, thanks so much. Have a great day, and we'll talk to you soon. All right, thank you, Frank. Thanks so much. We are up against final break here on Off to the Races Radio. Coming up afterwards, the man, the myth, the legend, Derby Bill Watson, going to join us along with ace racing analyst Nick Hahn. Talk about some racing at the fairgrounds and maybe a little bit of other stuff, too. You're listening to Off to the Races Radio. We're coming right back. 
coronavirus has changed our lives. It shut down the tournament. It shut down the NBA and NHL. It's delayed baseball's opening day. What will happen next? And when will our sports return? Get the latest on 99.5 and 1027 ESPN. Do you own a business or help make the marketing decisions where you work? Then why not advertise with Richmond's number one sports station? Market your company during one of our exclusive play-by-play broadcasts or local sports talk shows. We're live and local every weekday morning and afternoon with five hours of commentary, insight, and your opinions. Produced right here in our West End studios. To learn more about these sponsorship opportunities, call 804-672-9299. Be part of the winning team. Begin advertising today with ESPN Richmond. I'm Ari Wolf with NFL Network Now on the Westwood One Radio Network. Football never stops at NFL Network. There is no offseason, no days off. At NFL Network, we bring you all the NFL headlines and the latest information all year long. Start your day off with good morning football. Wake up to top headlines from all 32 teams, plus sports and entertainment news, live interviews, and more. Get your up-to-the-minute breaking news from around the NFL on good morning football, Monday through Friday at 7 a.m. Eastern. It's the perfect way to start your day. Then at 7 p.m., NFL Total Access gives you an exclusive inside look into every team, including the latest news with live reports coast-to-coast, interviews with coaches and players across the league, and a look at what's trending across social media. NFL Network's flagship show airs five days a week with hosts Lindsey Rhodes and Dan Helley bringing you all the day's news and more. This has been NFL Network Now on the Westwood One Radio Network. Attention all authors. Page Publishing is looking for authors. Have you written a book and want to get it published? Page Publishing will get your book into bookstores and for sale online at Amazon, Apple iTunes, and other outlets. They handle all aspects of the publishing process for you. Printing, cover art, publicity, copyright, and editing. Call 800-501-3689 now for your free author submission kit. That's 800-501-3689 for your free author submission kit. Again, 800-501-3689. This is Jay Farner, CEO of Quicken Loans, and we want to help your house feel more like a home with some of the lowest refinancing rates ever. Rates have dropped so much that many Americans can reduce their rate. You may be able to save money on your monthly mortgage payment right now. The rate today on our 30-year fixed rate mortgage is 3.99%, APR 4.23%. Call us at 800-QUICKEN or go to rocketmortgage.com. Rates subject to change. Pay 2% fee to receive this discounted rate. Call for cost information and conditions. Equal housing lender. Licensed in all 50 states and MLS number 3030. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram using at ESPN Richmond. Keeping you up to date 24-7. We are 99.5 and 1027 ESPN. On a warm summer's evening On a train bound for nowhere I met up with a gambler We were both too tired to sleep so we took turns to stare. Welcome back, everybody, off to the races radio. R.I.P. Kenny Rogers passed away. Uh, I think it was yesterday or, or early this morning. He was 81. The Gambler, one of his big hits. And I know I know a song that is near and dear to the heart of one of our next guests, at least, that being Derby Bill Watson. Derby Bill, welcome. Uh, Kenny Rogers, way back to first edition when he played uh, rock and roll and went to country. Just a hell of a man. Uh, the Gambler is probably the greatest song ever for Degenerates. <laughs> 
and we have three of them here right now, including Nick Hahn. Nick, welcome. Somehow I feel Derby Bill uh, requested that song. Yeah. Uh, that's about all that's left of uh, I don't know where you are, but if you could not be outside in the wind, that would help. I'll try that a little better. I'm not in the wind, but uh, we'll just okay. go with this. How's that sound better? That, that's much better. All right, gentlemen, let us talk about um, racing at the fairgrounds in these insane times. The fairgrounds was kind of on the edge, not clear if it was going to be able to race up until really this morning, but it apparently is a go, and they have a huge card topped by the Fairgrounds Oaks and then the Louisiana Derby. And uh, Nick, let me start with you. Can anybody beat Debbie Easter's horse, Finite? Tell you what, uh, it's a great interview with her, by the way, and uh, just kind of thinking a little bit about Virginia. I mean, Virginia has this residency program that Debbie has talked about for years. It's been very successful and if racing shut down in the mid-Atlantic, here's a great opportunity to uh, get some bonus money bringing your horse to Virginia if you're you know, looking for a place to keep your horse these days. But, um, but yeah, I mean, I f- Debbie has a real nice opportunity here with Finite. I kind of like Antoinette um, in the fairgrounds, Oaks, a little bit. This 12-to-1 trained by Bill Mott uh, making her first start in um, – 2020 but you know finite three to five very proven i think finite was eight to one in the future bets can you imagine what's happening with the future bets does anyone know what's happening with uh you know is churchill going to refund the future no churchill has said that the 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 word they used is they're going to honor them which means they're going to keep your money yeah okay so so yeah i mean that Boy, that's uh, I did I did not hear that ruling. I knew it was a topic of discussion for about three or four days this week. But uh, yeah, what happened? I got a few of those future bets. But finite was eight to one in that future bet for the Kentucky Oaks, and uh, and I think will win. It should win easily today. Bill, what about you? Finite or elsewhere? Oh no, uh, finite. Uh... Uh, my Easter candy relies on uh, Debbie Easter this year, so uh, Finite's got to win this one in the uh, pick five, the single horse here. He's never run a bad race. I mean, four wins, and even the two seconds could have been wins. And I've got her uh, tied into the Oaks Derby double future, which will be a, well, uh, I won't catch that till September 5th. Uh, I guess the fourth and the fifth, the Kentucky Oaks will be the fourth, and you'll see Finite in that. Uh, hopefully, it'll make the Kentucky Oaks and stay healthy till then. You know, I, I do 4th, like the way but, you're thinking, though. You know, I, I won't mm-hmm. cash that until September 5th. Oh, yeah, but that's Labor Day, another holiday that requires beverages purchasing. Well, of course. There must be beverages. And, of course, with things the way they are and we're all social distancing and all that stuff, beverages play a key role. Yes, they do. And uh, Vespi's best tip today uh, for the Caribbean uh, COVID-19 was uh, don't be a moron. I did hear that. That was uh, your best tip in a while. 
Don't uh, be a that's, moron. A, that's about as good as it gets from me. Uh, I, I actually, I feel very strongly because I, I keep seeing these things. You see them on social media where these people, like I'm a horse trainer or I'm a you know handicap or whatever, and I have strong opinions that the advice that the doctors and epidemiologists are giving is wrong, and I. You know, those people are irresponsible morons and they should shut up because we're getting advice from people like Anthony Fauci, who is a genius, telling us how we should act. Those are the people you listen to, not some jackass who, you know, has a Twitter PhD. Just saying. So anyway. Well, the next horse I buy will be called Don't Be a Moron in your honor. I love it. I'm all in on that. I'll even I'll even put up a few bucks for that, Bill. How's that sound? That's a, that's a potential winner. <laughs> All right. Let's turn our attention to the great two Louisiana Derby. Million bucks, three-year-old, stretched out to a mile and three-sixteenths this year. The Preakness distance. And, Bill, let's start with you. Who are you? Um, who do you have your eye on in the uh, Louisiana Derby? Full field, as often as the case. Oh, this one's crazy. This is, uh, for people that need to bet today, this is the race to pick. This one's uh, at least, what, 12 deep, could have been 16 deep if they had a bigger gate. Uh, enforceable is 23 to 1 in the Kentucky Derby future bet you guys just walked to, talked about and is the favorite in this race. So that tells you it's not the top-tier Kentucky Derby challenging challengers here. It's an even field of wagerable mm, mm, uh, ATM avoiders if you hit this one. Number three, Wells Bayou. Uh, yeah, I obviously love the Bayou down there in Fairgrounds. So um, just uh, I think he was 62 to 1 in the Kentucky Derby Futures. And those are the only two that were in the Kentucky Derby Future pool uh, wagering was Wells Bayou and Enforceable. So I'm using both of them at the end of the uh, you know, the, probably the million-dollar pick five they have there today for 50 cents. Uh, Wells Bayou, all speed. So you're looking for him to just go to the lead and not come back. Nick, what do you think about that? I kind of agree with Derbyville here. I like uh, Wells Bayou as well. I got him circled along with Modernist coming out of the uh, Risen Star Stakes. I mean, what a great field here, 14 horses lining up for the Louisiana Derby, and and I could make a case for a great deal of these horses. So uh, I'll leave uh, our Rune Arledge of uh, of uh, horse racing to uh, divulge where you can watch the racing. I believe it's on NBC Sports and uh, kind of interesting coverage for the race. But it's it's live. It's live and it's uh, on time uh, today um, at the fairgrounds. Uh, Bill, I think you want to jump in on that because I believe you sent me something that it is not on NBC Sports. Is that correct? Yeah, the NBC Sports guys couldn't make it down there because of the virus, obviously. So it'll be on the FS1 nationally uh, all day today. So, you know, FS1 and TVG, obviously, will cover all the races. But NBCSN couldn't make it there. All right, so no NBC Sports, but FS1, and of course TVG, if you're a TVG kind of person. and uh, Lots of ways to track down the big racing from the fairgrounds. Now, uh, Bill, did you put together a, uh, you put together a pick five uh, finishing up with the Oaks and the Louisiana Derby, if I'm not mistaken? 
Yeah, I have a pick 12, but I have to get to the uh, bank, and the bank's closed, I think. So I'm going to cut it down to pick five. Obviously, the first race today is at noon uh, down there at Fairgrounds, and it's the Crescent City Derby. So, I mean, there's no race under $50,000 purse today. So the card is tremendous, you know, if you get a chance to watch it all day there with the extended TV. Uh, race 8 is uh, $100,000 Tom Benson uh have a one and a two shot there, a two and a one. The Lawrence Welk tribute uh, start to the pick four. Chad Brown's horse, the two, uh, and the one is uh, 19 for 27 uh, in the money. You can't ignore that one. So the Altia and Dream Passage, two horses, the one and the two. I love having Lawrence Welk visit with us. Nick, what about you? What do you think of the Tom Benson? I agree with Derby Bill with LT uh, there with uh, Joel Rosario board. Uh, and I actually went, well, I can't pronounce this horse, but I'll try. Not <laughs> not a bad a price, maybe. Not a proud uh, a price. Not bad a price. Uh, I'm going to go hopefully get a little value there with uh, with uh, Eddie Keneally's horse there. So, uh, yeah, Tom Benson, we lost him this year, but uh, gets, gets a race run in his honor. So, uh, you know, good to see uh, the fairgrounds supporting locally there for sure eight to one on not a product price there that's tom benson memorial uh ninth race is a new orleans classic that's a uh grade two four hundred thousand bucks mile and an eighth on the main track nick uh what do you think about that well there's a virginia bred in this race chess chief uh, trained by dallas stewart eight to one in the morning line um ran one of his better career races in his last race here so um at the fairground so could be a little bit of a now horse uh but i i ended up with by my standards a horse that ran in the derby last year um didn't do all that well didn't race after that came back at the first of february just had a dynamite debut for 2020 and that six to one is uh very attractive with gabriel syed what about you bill yeah, me and Nick have used the Mucinax this week, I can tell. Uh, <laughs> Chess Chief, uh, number four, the Virginia Brad Morgan Farmers, four out of five in the money and dangerous loves the fairgrounds. Four, or five, four out of five in the money at the fairgrounds. A horse for the course. Virginia Brad, obviously, wish he was a horse for the course in New Kent, but you got to put that one in your pick five. Uh, I got my... Uh, Know how to hold them and know how to bolt them, horse, here in this one. This one's a shot. Fearless, number three on top here, stepping up big time out of the uh, $17,000 race. For, but Todd Pletcher trained, and uh, uh, this horse can run from the fairgrounds to Bourbon Street. And this is a long race, nine furlongs. So uh, fearless. Um, and the favorite we haven't even talked about yet, Silver Post, Silver Dust, number six, uh, three or four grade three wins, so you can't leave that one out of your big ones uh, if you want to sing the gambler's song. <laughs> I thought Derby right. Bill was going to tenfold them with uh, the five there, but didn't follow up with that. That's what I thought too. So we we uh, we both uh, zigged and Derby Bill zagged. So Derby, all right. So the tenth race, the Mervyn Manees on the turf, mile and an eighth, another grade two. What you got? What a card. 300 large ones here. Um, uh, three to one, the favorite here. Sink, sink, let me see. Let me repronounce that. I've always had trouble with vocabulary anyway since uh, grade school. <laughs> Symphony, uh, 
uh, a Secret. one favorite here. No, I like it. This card's wide open today. Grade two winner. The um, it was third in this race last year. The Nunez uh, for three bills. I like a horse called Rock Empire here. Number four. 12, number 12 was the first one, Synchrony. Uh, number four, Rock Empire. He was third in the Belmont Derby on turf, if you remember that, and hasn't run since seven months off. So you'd think he's got some good legs, Rock Emperor, today, uh, if they don't get a thunderstorm and slows the turf down. Um, and still regards probably uh, Michael off as a favorite, but five to one or four to one as a favorite. This is a money maker for somebody. He's a grade two champ for Chad Brown. You can't go wrong with a grade two uh, past champ for Chad Brown. So if you're boxing, uh, maybe the twelve, four, six, exact the trifecta box. Anything you can get your hands on today. Yeah, those are a couple of Chad Browns there, and you can't go wrong betting Chad Brown, especially if you get a little price on him. All right, Nick, quickly, your take on the Mervyn Menees. I agree with Bill with instilled regard there. The six, also like Channel Maker, the eight. Six, eight, and uh, throw in Synchrony and uh, Rock Empire in your uh, exotics. That was quicker than I expected. Now, now you've completely <laughs> flummoxed me, Nick. What are you doing to me here? So you guys are agreeing a lot today, Nick. What do you, what do you quickly? What do you make of that? We handicap separately, but we play a lot of the same tracks. You know, share a lot of information together. So it's not it's not unrealistic that we end up. And of course, we've been doing this for about twenty years too. We agreed together with Field Pass last year or last week with the Ruby, I believe. So. Uh, yeah, when we get together on a horse, uh, usually uh, th- there's no chance. No, there's actually a pretty good chance. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, Derby Bill, Nick Hahn, thank you for joining us here, joining me once again. I hope you guys practice your social distancing. And, and um, what's our horse's name, Bill? I'm sorry. Oh, don't be a moron. There you go. Practice your social distancing. Bill, Nick, thanks so much for joining us here. We are up against it here. End of the hour here on Off to the Races. Thanks to Matt Josephs, our producer, who spun the tunes and kept us going. Thanks to all of our guests, Derby Bill, Nick Hahn, uh, Debbie Easter, Ferris Allen, Daryl Wood. A great job to all. Thanks to our listeners. Without you, of course, we'd just be talking to ourselves. Keep up with racing all week long on theracingbiz.com. You can tune in next week, or maybe you can't, but check theracingbiz.com, and we'll let you know exactly what's going on with our schedule. Theracingbiz.com is the independent voice for Mid-Atlantic racing and breeding. My name's Frank Vespi. This has been Off to the Races Radio. Have a great week, everybody. Practice social distancing. Be safe. We'll get through this together. Every Thursday afternoon at 5.15, Hermitage Automation and Controls presents the Roth Report with Bill Roth. Each week, the 11-time sportscaster of the year joins Hardly Working with Greg Burton. Listen exclusively on 99.5 and 102.7 ESPN. WXGI Richmond. WTPS Petersburg. 99.5 and 102.7 ESPN. From the G Law Firm Studios, your personal injury attorneys. 99.5 and 102.7 ESPN. WXGI Richmond.